Welcome to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, unpacking the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. This is the final episode in our series on regional leadership. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Burnaby Mayor Mike Hurley. Mayor Hurley, thanks so much for taking the time today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Pleased to be here. So let's start with a bit of a look back. You had a distinguished career with the Burnaby Fire Department, and you served as president of the BC Firefighters Association before running for mayor in 2018. So right off the bat, I want to know what propelled you and, and, and convinced you to run for public office? Well, as first responders, um, you know, we had a long um, we dealt a lot with the homeless population here in Burnaby and, and those less fortunate in the community. And, and for whatever reason, uh, Burnaby Council of the day um, didn't want to recognize and, and didn't want to deal with those um, homeless issues. And, you know, we were going to parks and finding people frozen to the ground. And, and, and that took a great toll on me uh, um, about... And then even worse, we had nowhere to send them in Burnaby. And um, so that was one of the, the main things that got me thinking about trying to make a difference. Obviously, I'd spent my career caring for people, uh, wanting to do the right thing for my community, including through charity work and, and dealing with, um, uh, it, it just took a big toll in me seeing how the homeless uh, situation was, mm. was being ignored in our city. And, and I, I felt I could make a difference and uh, hopefully I've started to do that. But, um, uh, you know, that was really the first thing that would have driven me in the direction of, of uh, where I could make a difference and really at the political ground is, is where you can. And, and especially as mayor, you, you can make a difference. So you've had a, a term in office now and thinking about, you know, what motivated you to run in the first place and wanting to make a difference. When you think back over the last four years, I mean, a very different kind of job than being a firefighter or even being the president of the Firefighters Association. What has surprised you most about being in the mayor's office? I don't think I've really been surprised by too many things. I think well, that's I've a good thing. <laughs> I've, I've been around by the, the political scene uh, you know, for a long time and dealt with politicians and at all levels of government, um, you know, so, so I had a fair idea what the job entailed. Um, not saying that I, I knew everything, I'm still learning and, and I'll always be learning. Um, and I, I feel that when you stop learning, you're, it's time to quit. But, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a huge job ahead of us. Um, but I do think we've made some real progress. Uh, especially on the housing front and especially in dealing as best we can with the homeless issues. Uh, I don't think anyone can ever say we, we'll, we've solved it because we haven't and there's still a lot of work to do, but I do think that we're showing more empathy and, and that we're, we're making great efforts to ensure that people who are less fortunate uh, are, are better looked after. So let's start there since it is some, sounds that it is such a a personal issue for you as well, given the work that you did as a firefighter. What things have been accomplished by the city over the last four years to address homelessness? I mean, as you say, it is a very complex issue and 
and it will be very hard to solve uh, over any period of time. Well, one of the first things I, I was able to achieve, and, and that's with the help of, with the, with council support, of course, uh, Mayor can't do anything on his on their own. Um, was we opened some warming shelters uh, for the winter time to ensure people. You know, I talked earlier about finding people frozen to the ground and, and those kinds of things really stuck with me. Um, so we opened warming shelters, uh, actually uh, four of them uh, right away within a month of being elected. And we were able to take people off, some people off the street, some people refused to come off the street, but but those who wanted to find somewhere to, to find some reprieve from the weather uh, were able to do that in Burnaby for the first time. And, um, you know, we started from there and then we have, we built some transition housing uh, for people to transition from the homeless shelter we opened, the full-time homeless shelter to transitional housing. And hopefully uh, that will move into full-time housing because there really needs to be a few steps along the way. The missing pieces really though are, you know, the addiction issues that are not being dealt with, you know, as well as they should. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's very important. The other healthcare crisis. Um, yeah, it's you know, so talked important that so many people are dying and, and mm -hmm. the help's just not there. I mean, you can't ask someone who's got an addiction problem to make an appointment and come back in four months. That's just not realistic. Yeah, when a, when a, a person who's in having addiction issues uh, puts their hand up and asks for help, that help needs to be available immediately. And, and unfortunately, that's just not the case. I know this series on regional leadership has been in part looking for, you know, some of the, well, looking at the challenges, but the opportunities that supersede any regional boundaries um, between the different cities. And, and, you know, I think the opioid crisis is definitely one of those which you would have also been on the front line seeing as a firefighter, um, uh, first responder. What more could we be doing as a region uh, to work together on, on, on this significant healthcare crisis? Well, I, I think the first thing we have to do is, is, is recognize it. And I don't think that the, the senior levels of government, if you, if you look at the pandemic and, and the work we did to get through that, we need to make that same effort uh, to, to address the, this mm -hmm. uh, issue where so many young people are dying, um, so many families are being torn apart, I mean, it's, it's devastating for families uh, when, when this hits one of their family members. Often it breaks families because they try to, they try to throw money at the situation and, and, and it doesn't work out because, in all honesty, the help just isn't there for most people that they need um, to, to get through a crisis. And, and, it, and it is a crisis. And, and, and until our, our healthcare system recognizes this, as urgent with as great an urgency as we did for the pandemic, I don't think we're, we're we're going to do the things we need to do. Really, does need to be prioritized and looked at in a much different light. You're quite right. You know, I I would say another crisis facing our region is our housing um, situation, and that is one that you also campaigned on. And so, given that it was one of the key pillars of your platform, what big policies has the city of Burnaby been driving in your time in the mayor's office? Yes, I'm very, uh, very, very proud of the work we have done in, on, on this field because 
we have designed systems with our community. And, and we really went out, we did a mayor's task force and we had the biggest community engagement ever seen in Burnaby. And we brought in experts to run that uh, for us and our staff really engaged in. And I think we got a real big picture of, of what our society here in Burnaby wants to see in housing. And, and from that, we were able to do our new rental policies. You know, the dem eviction name you hear was mm-hmm. pretty much invented in Burnaby uh, because people were thrown out of the homes that they lived in for 30, 40 years. And, Some terrible examples of that. And, and, and no options, no options given to those people uh, other than look somewhere else. Uh, right now, we've brought in a policy with the, when a building comes down, uh, the developer, the new developer has to look after those people uh, during the, the construction period. And that means uh, find them another rental place for the same money that they were paying uh, in the building that came down. And, and if that rent has to be topped up, the developer is responsible for that until they can move into a new unit that has been built in the new building. Um, and, and for that, we give the developer extra density to, to allow them to do that uh, in a cost in as cost efficient way as possible. So, so an incentive, if you will. It's an incentive to, to move people back in to the new buildings uh, at the same or pretty much the same rent that they were paying when they moved out. So in that way, it's, um, you know, we, we're keeping that affordable stock. And if the people don't want to move back into the, to the new building, then that building is, uh, that new unit is offered up at 20, 20% below CMHC average. So it will stay affordable for the, for the life of that building. Also, uh, 20% of all new um, developments over, over six, uh, with more than six units, have to have 20% of those units at affordable rates, uh, which is also 20% below CMHC average, which is, which would give you roughly 50% of the market uh, market rents. So, in, and in line now, if, if all the buildings that are, we have lined up get built over the next five years, that will give us 5,000 affordable units here in our city, which is, which is quite amazing. We're, we're very proud of that work. And we're also, uh, right now we have 1,000 new uh, rental, uh, market rental units coming on board too. So, so we've really turned the corner in, in that. Unfortunately, it takes time for all this to happen because we were probably 20 years behind in, in where we should have been in housing, in my opinion. Well, the federal government uh, in its recent budget announced that there's going to be $4 billion in funding handed over to the municipalities across Canada. And really the, the, the motivation behind the funding is to accelerate and make it easier to construct homes and get some of the roadblocks out of the way for municipalities. When you look at, I mean, it's hard to know yet what your piece of the pie of that is going to be, but what kind of impact could that measure have in Burnaby? Well, we're already going through that process that, that they're discussing. Uh, uh, we got a grant from the provincial government to, to, to look at all this. And we have uh, KPMG in looking at all of those processes right now as we speak, and we're implementing them as we go along. Um, you know, so, so we believe that, you know, we're, we're getting it right uh, from that perspective. And, and 
anything that we don't need to be doing, we won't be doing anymore. It will be, we'll be um, really tailoring down that, that process. Having said that, you know, the, the, the real issue for cities and the real issue I think for a lot of people is we're having a tough time finding the staff we need to manage all, you know, the building inspectors, the, the, the town planners, the, the engineers, you know, even if we wanted to double our, if we wanted to add a, a lot more staff to speed up the process, we can't find them. You know, the labor shortage is an issue, the top issue that's facing all of our members at the Board of Trade. It's so interesting to hear even at the city level that it is impacting, uh, you know, there's, it's like a, a stone in a pond, if you will, that right. ripple effect, how it can impact even the the length of time to get permitting and, and that kind of thing. So how does the city of Burnaby deal with trying to attract and retain talent? Well, we're trying uh, right now to, to bring in people and train them ourselves. Uh, but again, that takes time. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do everything we can. But unfortunately, all the cities are now competing against each other for all these same pieces of labor. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and it's really not helping any of us. So that's a real big barrier and, and, and even break it down further than that. If we did rush these processes through and we doubled what we were producing, there's not the tradespeople to, to do the work out there either. So, so you know, it, it's easy to say speed things up, but even if we speed things up, we don't have the processes in place. That, and, and even the supply chain is not there right now either to, to, to meet the demand as, as everyone says. So. You know, they're all very complex issues. It's they not, are. <laughs> you know, you know, Mr. Uh, Eby, and, and when I speak to uh, Minister Eby, he says, I'm not talking about Burnaby, but he <laughs> says, you know, um, municipalities aren't doing their part. I dispute that 100%. Um, certainly from our perspective, I think we have produced an amazing amount of housing over the last number of years. Um, but, uh, but, you know, Minister Eby still says some municipalities now are not doing their part, but I wish he would say that when he's when he's on the radio. But uh, but he, he he kind of brands us all with the same with the same brush. So, and there are some municipalities doing much better than others. Uh, another issue that you campaigned on is transportation. So I want to spend a couple of minutes uh, focused on that because the gondola to SFU. That's an exciting project, and it was endorsed by council in January. So what's the next step? What happens, what happens next to make this come to life? Well, he, the mayor's council has to put it on their, I mean, with Transling has to put it on their 10-year plan uh, to get it in line for that funding that's needed to do it. I'm pretty sure it, it, will, it will clear that hurdle. And then it's a matter of, like everything, getting the money to do it. And, uh, you know, so 80% of those funds usually come through uh, the other two levels of government. So... So it'll be, it'll get in line with all the other projects that are trying to get funded. But really, if we want to meet our climate change targets and, and we have all, you know, set really difficult targets to meet, and there's a lot of work to be done there, um, we, we can't build enough transit, public transit, because really, if, if it's going to be successful, it has to be um, available for for all parts of, of the region. And it has to be easy to get to where you need to go to. People aren't gonna get out of their cars 
if it's going to take twice as long to go on transit. And talking about a complex issue, transportation yeah. funding is yet another one because yeah. uh, you're right that uh, we have to have more transit in the region to get people out of their cars, to keep goods and people moving. Uh, it's incredibly important, but you know, a lot of people would say that they don't want to see increases in taxes or or levies or anything like that to make it happen. So it, it is again one of those issues that is multi-layered and multi-levels of government. Well, it's interesting because all those same people would say that they want, you know, they, they want all these things. They just don't want to pay for it. But but at the end of the day, if we want to do these things, um, you know, we, we're going to have to find a way um, somehow, somewhere to pay for it. Because really, we need a much more robust uh, transit system here in the Lower Mainland. You know, when you think about Burnaby, um, one of the things I think about, of course, you know, you've got SFU and you've got BCIT there, but you also have a burgeoning tech sector in Burnaby. And so when you look down the road at trying to shape the future of Burnaby, you know, how do you continue to attract uh, tech companies and really grow that hub? Well, you know, we're meeting with companies all the time. Um, Companies really want to come to our city because we kind of are the center of the lower mainland. It's easy to get to the airport. It's uh, easy to get onto the highways. And uh, but our big issue is we're running out of land. And and um, you know I have companies coming to me all the time looking to come here, and and we work with them to try to find a location. So we're we're also going to have to look at densifying uh, those lands that are used for business as well, where where we have, you know one or two story buildings, we're going to have to look at, 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 you know, having more density so that we can bring more of those high tech companies that want to come here because uh, they really do want to come to Burnaby. And we have some amazing companies here. Um, you know, when I go to visit them, I'm, I'm just blown away by, by how innovation is really taking off here in our city. You're absolutely right. We have an acute industrial land shortage in our region. There is, I think, a growing awareness about this, um, but much more needs to be done and urgently. Um, are these conversations that you're having with other levels of government as well? Well, absolutely. We, we discuss this at Metro Vancouver constantly all the time. We're discussing it with our staff is, is how can we, how can we use our land smarter? And, and uh, cause we can't, we can't invent more, but we have to do a smarter job of how we, of how we go about it. And we're certainly working on that. So, um, you know, and, and, the, and the new companies are just moving into Burnaby every day. Uh, and, and I think things like the gondola and what we're planning doing with our city center um, is really, really getting noticed out there um, about how innovative Burnaby can be and how quickly we can move through the system to to make companies uh, be able to set up here really quickly. So looking down the road now, and we know that there's an election coming up in about six months or so, um, and voters are going to come back to uh, make their decisions about their municipal governments. What would you say are some of the priority um, issues for voters when they're making a decision about the city of Burnaby? And what are your hopes for the city um, looking down the road? Well, I've always said Burnaby has unlimited potential, and I think we have just scratched the surface of our potential. And um, 
working together with our board of trade and, and with those within our community that have so many great ideas. Um, I'm out there every day talking to people about what they want to see. But, you know, at the end of the day, housing is still the number one issue. And, um, you know, my big fear is, is that if somehow we can't get more ground, ground level uh, opportunities for young families to, to move into. And, and, and what I hear every day is they're looking for 12 to 1500 square feet, uh, townhomes with, um, with uh, you know, three bedrooms. Um, if we can't deliver that, I'm really worried that we're gonna lose a whole generation of people uh, that just can't find a place to live in our city. So that's something we really need to address and we, we need to address that very urgently. So I think what the voters will be looking for will be some answers to that. Because, you know, grandparents are telling me my kids are all gonna be moving way far away and I'm never going to see them. Uh, parents are telling me the same thing. Uh, so it's, it's a real challenge, but I think it's a challenge we can meet. Um, but we also have to meet it in conjunction with the community. And I think the community is going to have to accept that, that um, you know, Burnaby is going to look a little bit different in the years to come than it, than it did. Used, uh, you know, we want to protect our single family areas. But at the same time, where we have an opportunity to do townhomes um, so that young families can stay in our community, then we have to take we have to take those opportunities. And looking at this from the regional point of view, um, what last thoughts or maybe best practices, words of wisdom or advice would you have for other municipalities tackling such a complex issue? Well, I think the most important thing is number one, to engage your community and have those real honest conversations. Um, and I think we did that and we did it really well with our task force led by Simon Fraser University. We got a real big picture and our staff got a real big picture of, of what our community wants to see. And, and I think now that we have done that, I think we can move forward in a very honest way and say, we, we listened and we're gonna deliver. And I, I, I think, if I, I'm not one for words of wisdom because every, uh, every city has different <laughs> challenges. Um, um, but, um, you know, to me, uh, being honest with your community, I think is number one. Well, Mayor Hurley, that is a, a fantastic way to end this conversation. Thank you for taking time and, and talking about some of the great things that are happening in Burnaby. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. <laughs>